Hi, everyone, and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost, and today we are joined by Ralph Grizzle, who is going to be telling us about his experience sailing with Viking. Viking Ocean Cruises, of course, that is. Now, Viking does also have a River Cruise product, but you can learn more about that over on River Cruise Advisor if you are interested. Before we get into that, though, I do want to get into a little bit of cruise news. Um, we do have one year until the launch of Crystal Endeavor. So I feel like I've been hearing about that ship for a long time. Um, but yes, she will start sailing in August of 2020. Uh, Oceana has also unveiled a new tour product called Go Local Tours. And essentially those are going to take you into businesses and homes of people um, in the ports that you're visiting. So you may have an opportunity to have a meal at a family's house or meet with local artisans or, um, you know, go to markets, uh, just do things like that. So you kind of get a more immersive experience than you may get on um, one of Oceana's other tours. We also have Quasi Europe, who will be offering, um, if you're not familiar with Quasi Europe, it's a French-owned river cruise company um, who does a few ocean cruises, but they're going to start doing more ocean cruises, and they now have um, the old Silver Discoverer. So they have renamed the ship, and they will start sailing in Sri Lanka um, and India and also Abu Dhabi and, and more. So um, those will take place on the old Silver Discoverer, which is a, a nice ship. So, we also have Ponant, who has taken or acquired or is planning to acquire, sorry, um, Paul Gogan Cruises. Um, and so, that's an interesting, it's an interesting partnership. Um, the, the two cruise lines are going to keep their management so they won't separate, um, but they will, they will join forces. So, Anyway, that is about it for our news this week. So uh, we'll go ahead and get into our podcast with Ralph Grizzle. As always, you can keep updated on the newest cruise news over on our blog at Avid Cruiser, which is linked in the description. Okay, hi everyone. Today I am joined by my father, Ralph. Ralph, hello. Hi, Britain. This is not your first time on the podcast, so I don't feel like I need to give you a super long-winded introduction. Um, but you are my father and also um, the editor of Avid Cruiser. So we'll, mm-hmm. just, we'll just keep it at that. But today we're here to talk about Viking Ocean Cruises. And I know that you are a pretty big fan of Viking Ocean Cruises. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, first of all, how Viking kind of differentiates itself going from a river cruise line to an ocean cruise line, because I know that there are a few distinctions just, just from that alone. And then also, you know, about the ships and what you like about them. Um, and some of the voyages that you've done with Viking ocean. So, so first, I guess, I guess we'll start with my first question, which is how did, how did them going from river to ocean benefit them and, and set them apart? Well, it benefited them because they were able to use this massive sort of customer base that they had built on the rivers. So it was an easier transition from that for them to go from river to ocean 
then it might be for just another had they just started ocean out of the blue so um so that's the way it benefited them and the way that they the way that it benefits them now i think is that there's that similar sort of uh dynamic happening except that people are going from from ocean to river and from river to ocean so you might be a first-time uh cruiser and you might go on a viking river cruise for example and then you discover oh they offer ocean cruises as well and you might be inclined to say well i like the viking river cruise so i'll try the viking ocean cruise and vice versa you might be a first-time ocean cruiser trying viking viking oceans and see that they operate river cruises and so you might try a river cruise yeah and and also they've taken some of you know what we take for granted maybe on on river cruises um inclusions that is and and implemented them into their ocean cruise line as well yeah they took what was a a successful sort of program on the rivers and they decided to replicate that on the oceans and so what you typically you know when they launched like wi-fi for example was very expensive you know on the on the uh, ocean cruises and they include that they include things like um uh, one one included shore excursion in each port of call mm-hmm. so they took a lot of the river components and they just sort of marched them over to the ocean and and included those on their on their ships and while we do see um the inclusion of drinks in at lunch and dinner on viking a lot of um a lot of cruise lines that are priced similarly you don't always see that mm-hmm. that's more what you see in in luxury cruise lines with the drinks that's right. That's right. And beautiful ships, too. These are, uh, I mean, I love the Nordic aesthetic on these ships. Uh, they're very well-designed ships. Um, and I think Torsten Hagen took a lot of inspiration from a lot of different cruise lines. You know, he, uh, he was the chairman of Royal Viking Line back in the early 1980s. And that was, that was the very top. That was the pinnacle of, of luxury cruising. It's what defined luxury cruising. That was Royal Viking Line. And uh, he, he always wanted to bring back, you know, something like Royal Viking Line to the cruise industry. And it took him quite a long time to do that, decades to do that, actually. And so it was a proud moment for him when he could launch Viking Ocean and actually sell this Norwegian flagged vessel you know, back into Bergen, Norway, where he had been operating. He could see the offices that he was operating as they were christening the ship back, you know, in the early 1980s from where they christened the ship in Bergen. So that was a proud moment for him. So he wanted to bring back something just that almost emulated the product that he had back in the early 1980s. And, I mean, just kind of touching on that and and moving further is like what what do you expect from on from for the onboard experience like you can talk about the design i know you mentioned that it's nordic um you see that on viking river cruises as well but what about the environment fellow passengers you know how how does that compare to maybe other cruise lines well, you know, Torsten Hagen, who is in his 70s now, he's the chairman of Viking Cruises, River and Ocean. And 
he he's in his early 70s now he likes a gin and tonic in the evenings he's well read and uh he says that he can look in the mirror and see his his you know passenger you know his so there are people like him you know they're going to be older and older being you know probably i I mean ages are so skewed on ships anyway because you've got Mm -hmm. a thousand people so you might have some people you won't have anybody under 18 anymore yeah but but you'll have people because viking doesn't allow that on the river or the ocean but what you will have is you'll have um you have people in their 40s 50s 60s and probably more likely in their 60s 70s and even their 80s um, because you know he says you know I can see the reflection I can see my passenger every time I look in the mirror and I mean just kind of going back to that age age demographic I know that you're I mean you are in your 60s now but mm-hmm. you are very young spirited, young minded and active. And so for someone who I would say is physically and mentally probably more in their late 40s, why does that cruise experience appeal to you so much? Because I know you're a big fan of the ships. I'm a big fan of the ships. And now let's let me just go back and say Torsten Hagen likes gin and tonics. <laughs> he doesn't like gems or bicycles so much. <laughs> As I do. I like gin and tonics, too. That's fine. But he gives less emphasis on his ships to things things like the gym. So if you're an active person, you're still going to have a gym, a good gym. But it's not going to be, you know, now you've got companies coming out with, like, hotel style. Well, not hotel style, but really, you know, fitness center style gyms on their ships mm-hmm. now. Uh, so... So if you're active, what I found, what I found that I could do every day was I, I love just to walk around the, uh, the promenade of the ship. You know, that was fine for me. What they do really, really well, though, in my opinion, is they, um, in Scandinavia, for example, you know, that's, uh, that's sort of their home turf. So he once quipped, quipped that space is Virgin Galactic's territory. Scandinavia is Vikings territory. They really do uh, very well up there, in part because he does have Norwegian heritage, as well as his daughter, who's very involved in the company. And they're welcomed in all of these ports because they're old friends. And he, they just offer an experience that's, you know, of course, all of the ports and destinations, they welcome cruise ships. But Viking just seems to have, because it's Viking, because this is where the Vikings are from, uh, they just seem to have sort of a it's it's like they're coming home basically yeah and so i mean is that what the appeal uh, is is the the kind of experiences ashore in the ports of call and how you're welcomed in in certain regions then t- it, for you it, it's a real mix yeah i think that it, on this particular cruise that i did which was scandinavia uh yes that was the appeal the, the many different experiences that we had ashore, and I was fortunate because I was able to have a lot of those with, with Thorsten Hagen. And we were on a press trip, and we were going to see it, see, you know, sort of the Norway that he remembered. So we visited, you know, Tromso and a, a, a lot of just, and we went to Max Brewery, uh, and where we had, you know, one, one of the famous beers there. And 
we had his favorite Scandinavian foods on the ship at what they call the kitchen table. And so, and plus we you know we went uh, we went out for uh, crabbing, which is very popular in the North Cape, where we had these king crabs, and they can measure up to six feet from claw to from claw tip to claw tip, and weigh up to twenty two pounds. So we had these crabs prepared in an Assami tent, and the Assamis are the uh, native Scandinavian people, and the the this the crabs were served with Norwegian flatbread. So it just felt like an authentic experience especially in Norway, you know, their home turf. Now, I don't know how they do in the rest of the world, but I was really impressed with, you know, the the land experience, the excursion experience. And, I mean, yeah, can you talk, maybe, I mean, yeah, so you've mentioned a few different things. Maybe talk more about the dining experience and more about the excursion experience as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one thing I did mention with the excursion experience was that we did go fishing, and that uh, that was in Bodo. And uh, so we went deep sea fishing, and uh, actually Torsten Hagen was standing beside me when he caught a fish and reeled it in. That was pretty cool. Uh, but we were on one of these sort of classic Norwegian trawlers, and uh, of course we had a you know sip of aquavit, you know the uh, an authentic Norwegian experience as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. before we uh, before we began the uh, fishing excursion, and then you know sort of the transition from that to coming back on the ship and having these Scandinavian specialties at the kitchen table. Well, I mean, that was just, that's sort of a workshop style restaurant. Mm. But the other restaurants on the ship were fantastic as well. And he has one called Manfredi's and Manfredi is his friend who was the chairman of, of Silver Sea. Mm-hmm. And I suppose still is Royal Caribbean has bought Silver Sea. Um, and the, I had the best Florentine steak I ever had in my life and Manfredi's. They, um, and I've heard people say they had the best hamburger they've ever had at sea on Viking Oceans at well, as well. So I think they do a really good job in the dining area as well. And, you know, I know that a few times you've written these articles about Viking where you wrote an article a few months ago about Alaska and you said six Alaska cruises and one that I would love to do and one that I wouldn't. And, and Viking was the one that you wouldn't because there was a, what was it? A combination or something? Yeah, it was, it was a super long cruise. I forget how long, but I think they started down in Asia. (laughs) And then you've also written an article that said that was uh, so many reasons that Viking sky is the best ship on the ocean one that it isn't yeah and that was when they first launched and, and the was... reason yeah <laughs> the the reason that they weren't is because it had a sister and so yeah. i mean just the fact that you know that both of those that viking has been included in both of those articles is like maybe what we would call it like a clickbait title but the fact mm-hmm. that you know they've made exceptions to certain lists because because of the sister ship or because of the extended voyages that they offer, like why is Viking a good option for travelers? And I mean, I know we talked a little bit about the demographic aboard, but like who would a Viking cruise be ideal for? Well, you know, certainly, um, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we go down the list of the seven reasons that article was called, uh, seven reasons why Viking sea is Viking sea. 
may just be the best ship sailing and one reason why it isn't. And so if I look down that list, uh, the first thing that I come to is it's designed for English speakers and Americans primarily. And the reason is, again, we go back to Torsten Hagen seeing himself in the mirror. And this is my this is my this is the person that I'm going for. This is the person that I'm going to market to. And this is why you see so much of their marketing on um, on public television. They sponsor a lot of shows because that is the audience that they are trying to attract. So if you think about that, you know, with so much of their um, and I forget they've had some they they've been advertising or sponsoring some great shows. And I believe I believe they did uh, uh, Victoria, Queen Victoria, uh, that series on on national on on public television. So you're attracting that kind of person. You know, that is the market that he's going after. So you're English speaking. You're fairly well educated. And uh, so that's that's the beginner. The second reason was it's not really crowded. You know, it's not because there are only a thousand people on the ship. It's it's a it's a. Uh, you know, it's not a 2,000 or 3,000 passenger ship. And I remember running into a couple uh, who stepped into the elevator, and they said, isn't it great that you can push an elevator button and you don't have to wait for it? And so, you know, there was no real queuing up for lines or anything like that. So it just felt uncrowded. And they have some really gorgeous rooms. So people who want to relax in a beautiful environment, you know, Viking is the Viking ocean ships are some of the most beautiful at sea. Now, the most beautiful ship that I've ever seen is Hapak Lloyd's Europa 2. That's at a that's for a German market. It's at a completely different price point. But I was very much reminded of Hapak Lloyd's Europa 2 when I stepped onto the Viking Sea. So you've got these light woods, comfortable furniture, throw pillows and blankets. And a lot of attention to detail, such as woven patterns resembling, uh, they call it rose mailing, on the backs of the chairs at the Viking bar. And uh, like among the most beautiful rooms that I've ever seen is what they call the living room. It's an atrium-like space. And there's the winter garden and the explorer's lounge. And the explorer's lounge, uh, Torsten told me that he took inspiration from Hurtigruten. And Hurtigruten is the Norwegian coastal ferries. Hurtigruten means fast route. And these are just ferries that run along the coast of Norway all year round. And they've got this beautiful um, uh, room up front. I, it's not called the Explorer's Lounge. It's something like that. But I, but it's a similar sort of two-deck design with windows all around and a library up there. And it's just a nice place to be when you're at sea. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's three. We're describing the people, okay, and, and the reasons for so if I move down this list and go to number four, well, there's a place called Momsen's. Hmm. And Momsen's, now, I have uh, this, this space was to have been named for his daughter, uh, Kareen, or so they actually, they pulled a trick on him. That's what they thought it was going to be. He thought it was going to be. But when he walked onto the ship, it was revealed to him that it, was, it had been named for his mother. So they had a life-size photograph of her uh, that adorns the back wall, and they serve Norwegian waffles there. And they are wonderful, and they're in those classic sort of heart shapes, and they're served with berries and cream. And they're on plates that were replicated from those that were found in his mother's home. So he was really touched by that when, you know, when he came in expecting to see a restaurant named for his daughter, and, uh, and then it's named for his mother, who he had a, a strong, you know, love for. So 
and we move down to number five on this list, and there's there's this Viking heritage, and there's this Scandinavian ethos. So people who really like the Viking heritage, who are fans of Scandinavia, like you and I are, mm. you are, you know, you're going to love being on this ship just because uh, it, it, the, the beautiful Nordic design and that sort of thing. And one of the things that they did, because they wanted the river ships are designed the same way so one of the things they did is they created this great continuity between the river vessels and the ocean vessels they torsten wanted people he wanted them to feel like that he knew who the parents were the parents being the viking river cruises and so like on the long ships there's a staircase with a lot of light the rooms are very similar and there are these leather handrails on the staircases which you also have on the river ships so everything you sort of touch and see and experience there's a continuity between the two and um, we move on down the inclusions which we've already mentioned mm. uh, the Wi-Fi is included one of the one excursion and each protocol uh, beer and wine served at lunch and dinner and also included with room service during lunch and dinner uh, and if you want to make your cruise all-inclusive you can buy what they call the silver beverage package now, gratuities aren't included, so that's a, that's a key difference between Viking Ocean and luxury players. Mm. And then for people who enjoy hanging out at the pool, there is a spa and there's an infinity pool. And the infinity pool is really beautiful. It's at the back of the ship, and there is a uh, glass. There's a pool at the back. There's a glass sort of um, barrier. But if you didn't know better, you'd think you could just swim off the back of the ship and drop into the ocean. Uh, it's a beautiful area and one that we enjoyed. It's got a jacuzzi, you know, right up in, in front of it as well. So that gives you an idea. You know, we go back and we say, you know, they do a lot of our advertising on public television. So you get that's the kind of person you get who appreciates all of the things we just mentioned. Sure. And I mean, I think that the appeal to of viking is i i think that it's important not to overlook and i know that you've mentioned this a few times but the continuity because people appreciate familiarity and the fact that they have this continuity between the river fleet and the ocean fleet but then also within the ocean fleet itself they they have six ships now uh, with a seventh coming and I mean, all of these ships are almost exactly the same. And so you do have this feel where, where it is like a homecoming. And I think that there are a lot of people who appreciate that. There are also a lot of people who like the different size ships, the different style sh ships in, in, each, um, in each cruise line because they like the variety. But then I think there are certain people who kind of like having the same experience and, and knowing where everything is. and having that that similar experience throughout yeah and you know obviously for people who want to try different or they want those differences between the ocean ships they're going to need to try another line yeah but yeah. for people who appreciate you know this continuity and this sense of being familiar what they can do is try different itineraries so you do scandinavia and then you do the mediterranean or then you do their world cruise or whatever <laughs> You know, you do Canada. Uh, so, you know, there are a lot of options there uh, for people who want different experiences. Yep. 
Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to say about biking and that experience? No, I, I really like the Viking Ocean product. I, yeah, I've had nothing but good experiences, you know, on them and on the river as well. Uh, they operate a massive. Uh, it's a massive operation with, I don't more than fifty river cruise ships, you know, and a fleet of ocean cruise ships now. And they've grown rather quickly, and you know there there have been some issues, but they seem to be getting everything ironed out. And uh, you know, I wish them the best of luck for sure. I, and I'm looking forward. I'm almost. Uh, I don't know if it's been announced, but I am fairly certain that they will be announcing expedition vessels in the not too distant future. So we'll see what that's like. I look forward to that if they do. Yeah, and I I do, you know, talking quickly about the expansion of the fleet within the the ocean and the river, you know, I'm going back through and kind of updating some of the information that we have on Viking. And it's funny because it was said that, you know, two, I mean, this was a bit outdated, but that two of the ships were unnamed and, and set to launch in 2021 and 2022. And Viking Jupiter has launched already this year, and the next ship is set to launch in 2021. So even from looking at that info from just, you know, a few years ago, the fact that that they've that they've added more ships to the fleet than than planned and quicker than planned is, I think, kind of an example of of that growth. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was interesting, but yeah. Okay, well, thanks, Ralph, for joining me. I really appreciate it. That was very You're helpful. Welcome. You're okay. welcome, Brendan. All yeah. right. Okay. See you. Thank you so much for joining me today on Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I hope that you all have a great week, as always, and I will see you next time. Bye.